Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode. I'm so glad you're here. I'm in the middle of interviewing powerhouse women on the podcast, and I'm so excited about it. So last week kind of started out the series, and I interviewed my daughter. So if you haven't listened to last week's episode, Lessons in Leadership from a Teenager, please go listen to that episode because it was fabulous. And I'm not just saying that because she's my daughter. She had some brilliant lessons for all of us women around how to not be fearful, how to do things even when you're not ready. And she just had a lot of wisdom to drop. So please do yourself a favor and go listen to that episode. And I'm covering all angles of business. So last week, Bailey was talking about lessons in leadership in nonprofits. Today's guest will be talking about mindset in entrepreneurship. And next week's guest, Patty Grimm, will be talking about the five things that women need to know to succeed in corporate. So definitely tune in next week. But for now, I'm super excited to introduce you. Jessica has quickly developed a reputation of being one of the best business strategists and marketing and sales consultants for entrepreneurs. Not only for entrepreneurs, but for entrepreneurs who want to sell high value products and services. And this is one of the reasons why I love having Jessica on this show, because so many of the things I see in my private practice with women is that they really undervalue the value that they bring to the table, whether that be the business value, whether that be in their pricing. So if you're someone who literally, whether you're a coach and you're afraid to charge premium prices, whether you're in corporate, you're afraid to ask for a promotion, or you're in sales and you're afraid to ask for that big deal that you have on the line with a potential client, Jessica deals with the mindset blocks that get in our way. Now, Jessica's expertise is really around helping sales consultants, entrepreneurs, and coaches develop high ticket offerings for their clients. But I will tell you, everything she talks about is applicable no matter what industry you're in. So I highly encourage you to listen to this episode and check your mindset. I also encourage you to be bold and be brave and do one or two things this week or this month that gets you uncomfortable and potentially out of a low value mindset. So if you're a coach, maybe you reevaluate the pricing on your coaching packages. If you're in corporate, maybe you ask for the promotion on your timeline instead of theirs. So I really invite you to think about what Jessica's sharing about having a high value mindset. What does that mean to you? What kind of emotions does it evoke in you to think about having a high value mindset? It's so important, especially for women. So I invite you to listen to everything Jessica shares. She is a powerhouse woman. I'm so glad she's on the show. And as you will see, she exudes a ton of confidence and it all comes from her doing a great job at what she does. And knowing that she is worth commanding the prices she charges. So let's dive in and listen to Jessica Yarbrough. Welcome to the Lead Your Life podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Barron. 
I'm obsessed with helping people feel more connected to themselves, the people they love, their work, and their purpose. I'm a leadership coach, speaker, self-improvement junkie, wife, mom of two teenagers, and 30-year corporate career woman turned entrepreneur. This podcast will give you the tools, insights, and real honest conversations that will help you lead your life so you can love your life. Let's dive in. All right, Jessica, thank you so much for being on the show today. I'm so happy you're here. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. I would love for you to just give my listeners a little bit of background about yourself and your business and um, what you do. So I will let you dive in. Yeah, so I'm a business strategist and growth expert, and really I help entrepreneurs to create high value services, uh, position them in the marketplace, and build and scale their company to seven figures. Yeah, and that's how I found you. I found you on LinkedIn, and we connected there. And you you provide so so much value for women in business, which I appreciate. And one of the things that you're really good at, which is why I was excited to have you on the show, is really about getting women to think about this high value mindset. Mm -hmm. So many of the women that I coach, whether they're in corporate or whether they're business owners, solopreneurs, they struggle around this high value mindset and around quote unquote charging what they're worth. Can you kind of talk about that and share your experiences and how you got to be, you know, what, you know, how you came to be what you're doing and why that's so important for women entrepreneurs. Yeah. I mean, I work with both men and women, but I will tell you that women by far have a lot more issues when it comes to charging more and when it comes to their self-worth and their pricing. So uh, what I want people to understand is that, you know, that your, your beliefs around money and your self-worth were created at a very young age. So um, for most of us, we were raised by parents who were raised by parents who went through the Great Depression. So everything around money, around work, you know, your work ethic, everything was translated down to you by your parents. And so understanding that those beliefs may not even be yours, they might not even be true for you is one thing that you have to understand. And that's universal for both men and women. Women in particular, the way that we're raised, the way that we have raised girls in the past was to be more pleasing, to um, work more collaboratively versus boys tend to, we tend to encourage competitiveness. Um, And so understanding that like the way that you were brought up and your beliefs around money and your beliefs around speaking up and standing up may have been massaged in the wrong direction. And, And I see it happen a lot. And what I notice is that if you're someone who accepted the first salary that was given to you by a company um, rather than negotiate, if you're someone who doesn't ask for a raise when it's not time, like you're, you're just waiting for your annual review, then you're carrying those same limitations into your own business. And you don't need to wait for a certain time period to ask for more money. You can command more money right now. And when you understand that you teach people your value, 
then the only way to teach them your value is to first own it and say, this is what I'm willing to accept and nothing less, then you'll be able to actually charge more money. And it doesn't have to mean you have to work at this for 10 more years, which is a common belief by women. I have to do all these things first. When I do this for three years, then I'll raise my price. It's not true. You can do it right now. Yeah. And I love everything you're saying because it's absolutely so true. And I love what you said about you teach people your worth. Yes. And I, you know, even transitioning, obviously I did coaching as a side hustle while I was still in corporate. Um, so I could be able to launch into being an entrepreneur. And I remember right out of the gate, you know, I started charging for my coaching services. And there were many people in my coaching program that were giving away free services that were, you know, and I get it. They were trying to get experience under their belt. But I would say more often than not, it was the men that felt comfortable charging and it was the women that were holding back saying until i have this credential until i have this amount of experience until i have this in my tool belt i don't feel comfortable charging for that and can you talk a little bit about that because i see that so many times with women like i said whether they're in corporate or whether they're entrepreneurs feeling like they have to have either a certain amount of experience or certain number of credentials before they can charge that. Yeah. To sum it up, it's a self-sabotaging behavior. I mean, I'll give you an example. So I recently, one of the, I've had quite a few, but what recently this one particular guy, I would say the last three men actually I've talked to, but this one particular guy was like, he summed it up perfectly. I think he was doing about 400,000 a year and literally on his application, he's like, I see you speak about the self-worth piece. I've got that dialed in. I don't need any help around that. I have no problem charging a lot of money. I need help with marketing. And I chuckled because it's rare that I ever get a female say something like that. And I thought he is exactly the majority of the men that come to me. They're making 200, 300, 400,000 a year. They don't have any issues around charging more money. Mm -hmm. Their issues are, I need help with marketing. Women come to me and they want obviously they want to be able to sell higher price programs. They want the support around how to put it all together. And then they also want the marketing help. But by and far, men are much more confident to go out and and sell and own that value right away. And so when you feel like I have all of these things I have to do first, all you're doing is self-sabotaging. That speaks to a part of you that doesn't feel like you're enough. Mm-hmm. Because you feel like if I have my sales page done first, if I have this built out first, if I launch this course, if I write this book, if I take this coaching certification, then I'll be enough to justify the price. And that's simply not true. And I said this to one of my clients who was building out a lot of things on it because I always am a big believer of sell it before you build it. Uh, you sell it and then you build it. Uh, otherwise, you're going to be busy building and you'll never sell it. And uh, I pointed, you know, this out to her. And when I sold my first $30,000 program, I did it off an order form. It literally was just like an order form. Right. And, you know, I, I sent it to him and he put his credit card number in and that was it. Like, I didn't have anything. I didn't even have a website. I just launched my website the other day. I haven't had a website for years. I've had a funnel, you know. And so you have to recognize that there is nothing that you need, that you are enough, 
and that you can do it right now. And the sooner you can claim that, the sooner you're actually going to generate the money and the sales needed to build out all the other things that you want to build. At that point, you'll be able to hire someone to build out all those things, which is a lot more freeing than trying to do it yourself. I couldn't agree with you more. I, we're both on the same page. I would love for you to share maybe a little bit about your personal experience around how did you become an expert in having a high value mindset and offering to coach people and coaches around having high ticket offers? Um, you know, kind of what's, what's been your personal journey in that space? Yeah, you know, I've consulted. I was always really good at going into companies and finding a way to improve it and a way to generate money quickly. You know, I'm always can go find the gold. Um, and I consulted, I launched marketing campaigns, very successful marketing com campaigns for, you know, different clients. I was really in that done for you service model, which honestly wasn't very fulfilling. I'm very like extroverted and I like being in front of a camera. So I was behind the scenes. And so even though I was making you know, decent money, I thought, man, I don't feel like I'm really sharing my truth as the teacher, as the, you know, as the speaker. So, um, you know, I got into it originally because one, I wanted to fulfill that, that deeper desire and deeper truth, but also because I, you know, I had friends asking me like, how are you doing this? So I had left corporate. I had been in the business world, you know, done consulting, done all this stuff. I took a four year journey where I sold everything and I like backpacked around the world and I became a yoga teacher. So I, I was like this completely different person. Then I got pregnant with my daughter and was like, holy crap, I have to make money again, but I wasn't going to go back into corporate. Like that was not aligned. Right. So I just started taking consulting work. Well, all my friends around me were like, what the heck, Jessica? Like you were a yoga teacher and now like you're <laughs> consulting, you're making all this money. You were like broke hippie traveling before. <laughs> They're like, can you teach us? And I said, yeah, I'm going to teach you. And so I started helping people and rather than doing it for them, which quite honestly, my friends would not have been able to afford, right? I was working with companies. I actually broke down very simply how they could do coaching or consulting or provide services for individuals and organizations. So I was asked to do it and that's how I, I started. The high value thing came through my own journey of really stepping up and owning my own worth and realizing how powerful not only that mindset and that reclamation of power is, but also why it is the most, the quickest, fastest, you know, most profitable uh, business model that I've found. Um, so that's kind of the twofold answers to your question. No, I love, so I love your story for so many reasons because, you know, first of all, you, I mean, I think a lot of my listeners are in corporate, right? And so here you left corporate, you went to pursue your dreams. And I think we all, I think we all have a vision of, you know, living around the world through a backpack, you know, in a backpack um, and being a yoga teacher. I mean, that just sounds amazing. Um, <laughs> but I think so many people feel handcuffed to corporate, right? And mm. then I love that you just had the mindset of, you know what, I need to do this. And obviously, whenever there's a need, right, your daughter's born, and all of a sudden, you have this need. And that can absolutely be a big mindset shift. But mm. and out of almost necessity, you didn't have time to wait, you didn't have time to do low, low cost offers, you didn't have, you didn't have the time to do that. And so it just goes to show you and the audience that when you do have that mindset, it's so powerful of like, I am going to do this no matter what. And you don't give yourself really the option for the self-doubt and the saboteur and 
all of those ruminating thoughts and I'm going to think about thinking about it some more and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to keep myself busy right. with all the things like the website and the logo and the <laughs> everything else that so many, what I find, female business entrepreneurs, they just feel like they have to get all that perfect when right. that's actually not even the case. Yes. And it's actually a bad idea. I mean, yes, and I will it'll you, change. <laughs> right. And, and, and I'll tell you from my own journey, I mean, that was part of my journey. And I mean, I wasted money in the beginning on, you know, several different branding experts and logos and mm -hmm. all of that kind of stuff before I had even actually talked to my audience to find out what they right. needed. And so yeah. what, um, so now that obviously women see what's possible, what do you feel like are common pitfalls with women transitioning from corporate to entrepreneurship? Well, I think not doing it soon enough would be Amen, one. sister. <laughs> so I think it's important to know like when I left, it was because I had to, like I was physically becoming ill and you do not need to get to that point. And there's a lot of people who are at that point right now and they might self-medicate, you know, come home, open a bottle of wine every night whatever it may be, you know, taking various medications. Like I got to the point where my soul would not allow me to stay. And if you are miserable or if you're just getting by, that's not living. So that's your soul saying, I have something else I'm supposed to be doing with my life. Am I willing to walk through the fire to find out what that is? And I'll tell you now for your listeners, it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be pretty. It's not, I don't care what anybody tries to sell you like that. That process is very humbling, but it's what needs to happen. So you can figure out what is your truth? What is your potential and actually realize the greatest vision for your life? So you have to get to that point. And the sooner you do it, the better, because the, you know, the someday when I, someday maybe I might, when I finish this, when I do this, all of those people go to their graves with a lot of hopes and wishes and prayers and dreams that never happen. And you are in control of your life and of the decisions that you make that determine whether you realize those visions or whether you, you know, go to your grave with a lot of regrets. And that might sound morbid. But we know this is the reality for the majority of humans on this earth. So making the decision, even if it's not comfortable, and going all in and saying, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to take my creative powers. You know, for women, you have the power to create a human being. We are <laughs> pretty amazing. Out of your body. <laughs> like you can create bones and blood and brain. And so taking your creative force and putting it into and birthing what is your business. And if you fail, expect some failures. That's okay. If you, if you make bad investments, whatever, all of these things are part of the process, but you will actually birth something that is true, that is authentic, that is yours. You know, I love that you bring this back to being a mother. And the reason why is because no one births the perfect child. I mean, we have to go through the terrible twos with our kids and we have to go through you know, them, you know, throwing temper tantrums and being difficult. And that's all a normal phase, right? And if and, and also them learning how to walk. I yeah. mean, just the simple phase of them learning how to walk. And so many women get so hard on themselves. Mm -hmm. You know, that's literally the equivalent of you saying to your toddler, like, what the heck? Why aren't you walking? Why aren't your legs more sturdy? Why don't you get it the first time? That is not the human process. 
Yes. And we're so hard on ourselves thinking that we have to be perfect right out of the gate, which is just not the case. It's not the case at all. And there are going to be trying times. And, you know, I say, you know, fail fast and keep going forward. Yes. Get the lesson. Yeah. And it's just, um, you know, I, I mean, my own personal story is I was in corporate for 27 years because I was so fearful of leaving. Mm -hmm. I always knew I wanted to do something more, something different, something more fulfilling. I had a great job. I worked with a great team of people, but it was, it didn't feed my soul. And it wasn't, it wasn't your situation, right? Where it was like, gut wrenching and I couldn't do it every day and I it was soul sucking. It wasn't that. I was content. Mm. But I always knew that I was built for more. I always knew that I was built for something deeper and more meaningful. And I just didn't know what it was until I found coaching. And now I can't I mean I can't imagine not doing what I do every day. So tell me what do you love about what you do every day and who you work with? You know, I think it's uh, the greatest joy is seeing someone unlock their potential, you know, or seeing someone who's been struggling at the same place for years. And, you know, we just help them make a you know, quarter million dollars like in a couple of weeks. And that that just mind blowing expansion of what's possible for them in their life. That's very rewarding, like stepping into that potential um, and breaking through those limit- limitations. I think that's probably the most rewarding thing I do. Yeah. And Jessica, can you share, um, cause I do have coaches that listen as well. Yeah. And so can you share a little bit about your process and what you do and how you do it? Yeah. So uh, my company focuses on building experts, high paying experts. So, you know, we ditch the myth of the Ascension model where you're like doing an ebook and then a course and all of that. Like, that's great. That works for some people, uh, for clients that come to me, they don't want to mess with that. They want to sell five and six figure packages. Um, and start at the top and stay there. So we help them build ultra high-end offers um, anywhere from 10,000 all the way up to a quarter million and um, scale their companies using smart marketing and systems. And what is your, you know, maybe you could share maybe some of your successes with my group. Yeah, I mean, um, um, I shared the link that I know you're going to share in the show notes. You know, one of my clients was out of coming out of corporate. His name was James, and he was a business consultant. Um, he tried all the things. I think he spent maybe like a hundred thousand dollars on things that just didn't work, like writing a best-selling book and creating a course and uh, doing all these things. And he referred to you know working with me as his Hail Mary pass. <laughs> and I took one look at him and I was like, James, dude, you, you've worked in companies, like you're brilliant. You've made tremendous sales from your business consulting and sales services within your corporation. Like, why are you trying to push this course? You know, like your genius belongs in going into companies and solving their problem and helping them make serious money. So we helped him create a $30,000 and a $62,000 program. Later, we backbuilt a 10000 Um, And he went from zero, uh, actually he was in the red because of all his expenses, but zero income produced to a half a million dollars in 10 months. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yes. And we'll share that in the show notes with with my audience, um, definitely. And what do you see is the biggest opportunity for... um, for women in either coaching or consulting, um, you know, I know we we talked a little bit about the glass ceiling. So I would love yeah. for you to share that because um, in our 
in our call when we were talking prior to this. I loved what you shared. Yeah. I mean, I think people get so caught up. Women, they're like, oh my gosh, I have this high paying job. And whatever that means, wherever you're in the country, maybe that's 125000 you know, in San Diego, for example. And they're like, this is awesome. I'm just going to take that 3% or whatever incremental raise. It really doesn't change your life, guys. I mean, 3%, it's not going to change your life. And the beautiful thing about entrepreneurship and why I chose this path, when I got pregnant with my daughter, rock bottom, literally hardest years of my life, I could have gotten a job and made 90,000 or whatever it may be, right? Done doing marketing. But I knew I'd play for the long game. And I knew that with entrepreneurship, it was going to be on my terms and that there was no glass ceiling. There's no limit. $125,000 is not life-changing. Making three hundred fifty, dollars making half a million dollars, that's pretty life-changing. So that all of that's possible when you're an entrepreneur. No, there's... you. You are your own boss. You set your prices. You decide which clients you're going to have. You structure your life the way you want it. I work part-time. I have still a single mom to a, an almost six-year-old daughter. Like You decide your life, and there's nothing more empowering than that. No other uh, career. Yeah, and I, I think you bring up so many great points around the freedom of being an entrepreneur, mm -hmm. right? Because I think... The, the struggle in corporate is real. I mean, yes. you look at most industries, the boards are typically male. You know, yep. women are fighting against that glass ceiling or fighting against, you know, trying to get into leadership. Once they get there, it's so grueling. Yes. Right? It's just grueling. You have to basically give up so much of your life. I mean, you, you've basically tossed work-life balance out the door. Yep. And I love what you're sharing because I'm experiencing it as well. Just the freedom of being an entrepreneur of, you know, getting up and having breakfast with my husband and my daughter. And especially now that, you know, homeschooling is a thing uh, versus going to school and, you know, making lunch and going yep. for walks in the middle of the day and just the freedom of, you know, I, I don't work two days a week during the work week. You know, yeah. I take those days off with my husband and we go to the beach and have fun and, you know, I, and at first that was so awkward for me because I was yes. like, oh, I need to be working, you know, I need to be doing something eight to six, <laughs> yeah. you know, or eight to seven at night, um, five days a week. And, yeah. and it just, even for me, shifting that mindset has been a big mind shift, right? Yeah. It's incredible. And to, to your point, I mean, when you're in corporate, it's that race to the top, it's a losing race because as mothers, no matter what, even if you have a two-parent household, like more demand is put on the mom. Mm -hmm. You, the mom, it plays a diff, a much greater role in the first five, seven years of life, and to have that pressure with uh, working, you know, is hard. And I remember my mom was a working mom; she inspired me, you know. But now I love that my daughter sees me. She can come to my office when the door's not shut and I'm doing an interview. Um, <laughs> when COVID's not happening, we travel extensively. Like we were taking a, a week every quarter plus a vacation. We spent a month in Europe uh, the, the year before last. We spent a month in Mexico before that. I mean, none of that would be possible if I was allotted my two weeks vacation. And then I can't even imagine when the kids were young, you know, like two, three and under and they're sick all the time because they're touching everything, how you would even navigate a corporate job where you felt that pressure to be in, but your kid was sick and you had to send right. them with a runny nose and a slight fever to daycare. Uh, you know, uh, it's just very different. 
the freedom that comes with being an entrepreneur uh, and a mother. Yeah, absolutely. I I feel um, blessed because I was always remote based um, throughout my oh, 27 year career. So I always felt like I had kind of the best of both worlds. I, I did have that freedom, but I also had that corporate um, job and security and everything else. But like I said, even with all of that and how great it was, I would never, <laughs> I would never go back. And like you said, I just love, I love everything that you have to share with women because it is so powerful for us to control our own destinies. And really the way we do that as entrepreneurs is by one, knowing our worth. Yes. Two, charging it, you know? And three, depersonalizing. When someone says no to you, they may be saying no for so many different reasons. Um, You know, it could just be bad timing. It could be, it, it, might not necessarily be because your pricing is too high. It might no. just be something off on their end, right? But I think so many women personalize that sales discussion. And then, you know, the other thing is just there's just so much, there's just so much freedom. I mean, I absolutely, yeah. absolutely love yeah. it. Yeah. Oftentimes if someone says no, I mean, yes, it could be that you didn't do a good job in the sales conversation or is there something wrong with your marketing? But oftentimes people say no because they don't believe in themselves enough mm-hmm. to follow through. And um, you can't overcome that. <laughs> like that's their internal battle. So absolutely, yes. Don't take it personally. And um, I'd rather have, you know, five people say no and land on the one perfect one than have uh, people say yes that aren't really committed. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Anything else you want to share that you think is important for my audience to hear in terms of, you know, having a high value mindset and how important it is? Yeah. I mean, take those corporate skills or if you already have a coaching program, you know, and translate that into a really high value offer. Um, Forget going all the other steps. Like, you know, kind of like what you said, I did the same thing where you built out a bunch of things that you don't even use. Like, what's the problem you can solve? What's the pain in the market? What are you going to provide? And then start getting on sales calls, have conversations and talk to your ideal audience and then pitch them something that is truly transformational that you feel good about charging a premium price for. That's going to be the fastest way for you hitting those five figure months. Yeah. And you know what I love that you shared in the very beginning of what you said is, you know, translate that experience into the entrepreneurial experience, right? I hear so many women who are coaches who have basically kind of gone my path, right? They're coming out of corporate and then maybe they're turning into, you know, they're transitioning into a consultant or a coach. And what I hear a lot is, well, I'm transitioning, I'm new. Right. What are your no, what are your not. thoughts? What are your <laughs> thoughts on that? Because I know you have some. Oh, that's just another self-sabotaging pattern, you know? Because there you go back into the I'm not enough and I have to first do this for a few years you suddenly making the jump into entrepreneurship does not negate your 10, 20, 30 years experience in corporate. That Again, you translate that. That is real. That is valid. All you're doing is now selling it on your own versus in a corporate environment. So again, drop the self-sabotaging behaviors and, you know, own your worth and say, hey, you know, I did some great things in my company. I'm going to go out and do it for this company. I'm going to charge a lot more money. Exactly. I I just hear that conversation so often of like, well, I'm a new coach. I've only been a coach for a year or for two years or for five years. You know, I I, I can't charge that amount of money. It's like, 
exactly what you're saying. You are completely negating right. all of the 25, 30 years of experience you've just been in corporate doing marketing for major brands or right. doing sales and selling, you know, 20, 30, 100 million dollars every single year, but you're afraid to charge 10 grand or right. 30 grand to someone for yourself. Like it makes absolutely right. no sense to me. No, and that's it, it you know, it's not logical. You know, but fears aren't logical. Right. Right. <laughs> I mean, unless like you are afraid of like a lion that's chasing you. I mean, that's when fears are logical and what they actually were there for, so that we would literally flee from, you know, being chased by a predator. Our fears now are largely illogical. <laughs> you know, um, being afraid to get the no or to charge more, that's an illogical fear. And so one of the first things I do is I I take people through a process of really understanding like what was their biggest wins in life and in their business and reflecting the mirror of their own greatness back to them. And when you do that, whether it's someone who's a brand new coach like James, who, like I said, zero to half million in a year, or whether it's somebody who, you know, is like one of my clients who's been coaching for, you know, 10 years or so. And I reflect that back to her and, you know, she did three hundred something thousand dollars in six weeks. She replaced her previous year's income in six weeks, wow. but I had to hold up that mirror of greatness. She'd been doing it for 10 years, still has her stuff coming up. So you just have to reflect that back, no matter whether you're beginning, middle or, you know, veteran to show you that there's always more, that there's always more potential waiting to be uncovered. I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah, and and by no means did I mean that because I realize it might have come off as like judgmental. Like I just don't understand that. Like I get it, and exactly what you're you're sharing is completely accurate, right? People do have a lot of fear. Yeah. There is a lot of fear anytime that you're gonna you're going to take a big leap or you're on the verge of big growth. Your mm -hmm. fear completely sets in, and it's like you said, biologically there to support us and to help us. And also from a mindset perspective, you know, and I'll be doing a whole podcast episode about this, but you know, we're also biologically wired to focus on the negative. So mm -hmm. if we, you know, if we walk out of a cave in the caveman days, cave woman days, and we, you know, see a cyber tooth tiger, or we see rainbows and unicorns, it doesn't biologically serve us to focus on the rainbow, right? It fo it biologically saves us by focusing on the saber-toothed tiger. And so, so often we're so focused on the negative or the fear or the what ifs that we lose sight of that. And it's just understanding that I think is so important for people to under, you know, to be aware of when they're Absolutely. taking a leap and making a big change in their lives. It all starts with awareness. Yeah. So can you maybe give a little bit more of a peek into maybe your process? So when people, you know, what are your programs when people sign up with you? Yeah. What, what does that look like? Well, I have uh, two programs that I really um, promote. The methodology is the same. My expert accelerator method, it does that. It accelerates you as a highly paid expert. So the methodology is the same. It's just that people work with me at two different levels. The first stage is people really need to dial in their marketing and they're trying to get to a quarter million dollars. And they go into my expert accelerator program where we put together like your high-end offers. We put together your marketing. We want to get you 80% um, there because success is a moving target, but we want to get you 80% there. And then we'll work together to continue to optimize to get that number closer to 100%. 
the second stage is people who I look, I've been established, I'm doing a quarter million, I'm doing 400, 500,000, and I'm doing typically way too many things. Uh, all the things they've done, uh, webinars, ads, and you know, uh, book and podcasting, and they've done all the things, and they want to scale up their company, but they can't because they're totally overwhelmed, and they don't want to work more because you know, everybody I know at that stage is like, I'm good, I'm like, I'm making good money, I want more time, so first thing we do is we actually optimize their marketing. Um, we usually get rid of a lot of offers, you know, streamline things. Uh, we definitely raise their prices. We work on the marketing, but we also work heavily into more of the systems and making sure they have the right support in place. Because when you're making a quarter million or half million dollars and you want to scale up, we need to bring some people on board that are going to help you focus on driving the vision of your company and serving your clients and take the soul-sucking task off of your plate. So that's what we do in that program. That's great. And um, we'll put in the show notes, but I would love for you to share with how can people find you, where should they look for you, and um, anything you have to offer. Yeah, well, you can definitely check me out at jessicayarba.com. I have a website for the first time in years. Woohoo! Um, and on that, there's lots of freebies and uh, great content and uh, ways to work with me and case studies. Um, other than that, I'm very, very active on LinkedIn. Just send me a connection request and let me know that you heard me on this show so I can accept that or on Facebook. Yeah. And and again, I, I definitely recommend everyone reach out. You you always have great trainings. And again, that's I that's how we got connected because you offer you always educate and you do a lot to get you give away a lot of really great information um, for people. And I really highly suggest that people check out Jessica. Um, all of her information will be in the show notes. And I love that you have built such a successful business again, without a website until yesterday. So I, I mean, you're such a you're such a walking testimonial for what you preach. And I think for all the mistakes that so many, you know, new entrepreneurs make, right, that they think they have to have everything set in place before they get started. And that's just not the case. And that's what I love about what you teach is it's really around, you know, getting your marketing right, getting your offers right, knowing who you serve and connecting with them. There you go. Yeah. So, right. And then we build our systems to scale, but, you know, don't get overwhelmed in that process when you're not in a place to scale. It's like get the, the, the fundamentals dialed in and just always remember progress over perfection. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. What is something I always ask, I try to ask a, an interesting question. So okay. what is something that you would want to share that no one knows about you? Hmm, that no one. Well, the maybe not. Of <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, or that would be surprised to hear. I that. think people would find it really surprising that, um, and I think one of my coolest experiences ever was like living in the jungles of Costa Rica. And I worked at a retreat center there in the Piedras Blancas National Park. It was only accessible by boat, a 20-minute boat ride. And it was totally off the grid. Like they had a couple of generators, but it was probably one of the most like magical uh, experiences in my life wow. um, because I was in the jungle. It was crazy. <laughs> that is amazing. And how long did you live there for? Um, I lived there for, I think, three months before I moved to the Caribbean side of Costa Rica. But I love to share that because I feel like people can take a look at someone, right? And they immediately categorize you. So this is the, the blonde hair, nails. One of my clients called me a Barbie or something one time. And to know that 
actually, if you get to know someone, they can be very dynamic. And I feel just as comfortable, you know, uh, hiking through the wilderness as I do in stilettos at a networking party. I, so. uh, I love that story. I love that story. And Jessica, what are your superpowers? Hmm. I think my superpowers is really being able to look at someone and, and see their greatness and reflect that back to them. That's a superpower. I'm also a visionary. Like, so I'm able to really hover above any situation at 30,000 feet and see the bigger picture and put the pieces in place to allow you to get to that vision quickly. I love that. I, I absolutely love that. And, and I love that you just own it and just own it. Right. <laughs> and so, um, as we, as we conclude today, what is just one word of advice that you would give for women, whether they're in corporate or whether they're entrepreneurs, what is, what is it that you think women should know? Mm, that you're ready, that you are enough and that it's time. Like now is time. There's never going to be a more perfect time than now. So whatever it is, take that action, whatever it is. And if you have a, I love Tony Robbins says this, the bigger the goal, the bigger commitment that you need to make. So if your goal is like, I want to do this thing, then you better make the biggest commitment ever. Like shout it out on social media, tell 10 people, invest in a coach, whatever, make the commitment so that you won't back down from actually reaching your goal. On that note. Jessica, thank you so much for all of your wisdom today. I've loved having you on the show. Every, I mean, you've shared so much gold today and I am just very grateful. So thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much for being here today and listening to the Lead Your Life podcast. My invitation to you is that you do one thing today to move toward a more meaningful, fulfilling life for yourself. Today, you have the opportunity to challenge your mindset or have a meaningful conversation or take one action step towards your goals. So what are you waiting for? It would mean the world to me if you would subscribe and leave a review wherever you are listening to this podcast. I look forward to connecting with you next week. Until then, don't wait till tomorrow. Be your best self now. Mm -hmm.